the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. It calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I am, in fact, Spud Goodman. Spud <laughs> <The> man. <laughs> Welcome, one and all. And, you know, please accept this disclaimer that we may not be like a real, you know, big-time corporate radio show. We, we have no high-priced consultants, no actual research or, you know, our analytical data points to drive what we say or do on the air. Just full disclosure, because our executive producer tries to pretend we're legit, but the truth is we're the equivalent of like a garage rock band or a do-it-yourself laser surgery place. We get by with what we have, and hopefully that will be enough for you who are listening right now, okay? So why don't we get this thing started uh, by introducing our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Can you give us a short but evocative chuckle? Oh, how's this? Um... <laughs> Oh, I, 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 it'll just have to do this. I'm having some sinus issues right now. Yeah, well, it was, it was fine. Oh, it was good. Fine. And, and now I'm required to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Um, you know, I, I feel that need to give you a fresh start and, and allow a proper acknowledgement of my acknowledgement. Go ahead and say how pleased you are to be with me here in the studio. Uh, I've allotted you nine words to express yourself. Um, TikTok, the, the clock has started. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I, I guess I should open by saying how excited... Hold on, I, dude, hold on. That's already 14 words. As always, I was afraid 14. you would take advantage of my generosity. Uh, I should have known you couldn't help yourself and would push the envelope. <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't think you would have counted the words I, O, and OK. You know, those are one and two letter words, hardly long enough to count as a full Well, word. I would disagree with that. Yeah, well, I don't think the actual number is any more than maybe nine and a half words. Well, math and is I math, sorry. You lose! Good so, day, sir! What I, you know, really wanted to discuss on the show was this yeah. new thing I read about. It seems to be like a really, really good way to make money. You know, now just, you know, anyone Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Not everyone, I should say, can pull this off. I, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, no offense to everyone else in the studio, but this really only pertains to me, Spud Goodman, as the host. Oh. I'm referring to being an influencer, okay? It's such an easy way to earn a ton of cash. You really don't need any knowledge or talent. If you know how I feel, why would you say that? You know, that fits my skill set, right? Uh, I thought I would run it by our listeners to test market this, you know, to see if I'm capable of influencing, like, mostly people. I mean, I know I can influence animals. They usually do what I tell them to. Uh, I don't know if this is a good idea, Spud. What makes you think you have ever influenced anyone? I love you dearly. 
but you've always been a follower, not a leader. Well, that's oh. just your aunt's opinion. Yeah, you know, I oh. know you have influenced me greatly, Spud. Of, of course, yeah. not not politically. I remain perplexed that you continue to be a liberal in these divisive times, where our president, who is clearly the chosen one, so <laughs> really? needs the support of radio talk show hosts like you. He needs your love and praise, not your criticism like so many late-night TV hosts. These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. I can't in good conscience love and support anyone who tweets out a photo, you know, a Photoshop pic, I should say, of their head on Sylvester Stallone's body. I mean, Sly put in a lot of work getting into shape to play Rocky Balboa, so it was just wrong. I mean, I could see Trump's head on, like, the body of Larry the Cable Guy or or maybe maybe James Corden, but, but he would sue for sure. You know, and for the record, I am a liberal, all right? Uh, the other options these days are not that appealing. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Uh, you know, the White House denied anyone doctored that photo. <laughs> Have you ever seen our commander-in-chief without his shirt on? No. Yeah, the answer is no. Yeah, right. that's right. No. Not, not before he Hell no. bravely put out that picture on Twitter. He has every right to display his God-given physique. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Why would I, or anyone, be surprised to think that you think that picture was real? With you believing that line of crap, the Earth is 6,000 years old, and, oh yeah, cutting taxes for corporation means more jobs are created and not just paving the way for more stock buybacks. Yeah, right, what she said. Yeah, Mrs. Jarvis, you don't know for sure if corporations have not created at least a few jobs after (laughs) Donald Trump's tax cut. Listen, I bet some were made, created for sure. I I can Google it when we get off the air. Hey, hey, we're getting sidetracked here. This is not Meet the Press. It's an entertainment show. So about my idea of being one of those influencers. Oh, right, yeah. You know, it just seems so easy. Why not me? I deserve the opportunity just as much as one of those darn Kardashians. Courtney, Chloe. So, I mean, from what I read, they're like the top influencers in the world these days. I mean, and that youngest one, Kylie, uh, no lie, is worth over a billion dollars at age 21, only in America. Um, I'm about to take a shower, brush my teeth, have a long day today. Well, whether you understand the phenomenon of the Kardashians or not, Spud, they are very popular and you are not. Who do you plan on influencing? You you know, Mrs. Jarvis, I know for a fact that a lot of people listen to this show. At church last Sunday, a number of people mentioned how disgusting Spud was on a recent episode. Uh, It's all fake news. Now, I know that's not a strong sign of support for him, but at least some people are aware of him, and, and that's a start. Yeah. <laughs> people are aware of the Internal Revenue Service and anchovies on pizza, but that doesn't make them popular. I'm against this, dear. Well, look, all I wanted to do was run you know, it by our listeners. I'm sure we'll be you know, getting some emails and messages on our Facebook page, whether they think it, it might work or not. All I really need to do to make it happen is figure out how to have one of those viral moments, you know? And the whole world knows who I am like the next day. It happens. And then I can influence millions. You know, like what deodorant or toothpaste to buy. I, I, I could do that as I use both of those things. And I read that you don't have to do like a, a full-on commercial for a product, which, which I can obviously never pull off. You have to learn lines and stuff. 
you know, you just have to work the thing in organically in your social media posts, hmm. like my use of Pepto-Bismol. I mean, that, the fact that I have not made at least a couple hundred thousand dollars from that company for my daily use, you know, in my career is beyond me. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I need a freaking agent for sure. Uh, but anyway, right now, let's bring on our musical guest. I, I'm in the mood. Uh, who I will be, you know, speaking with a little later on. Say hello to the Scoffs.
Spud. Yeah. Your first guest, Sam Keeley, is ready to go. Now, he's on some show about drinking, right? I understand that whiskey is popular again these days. I mean, I know it was way back in the day of the Westerns that I watched growing up, but yeah, who knew well. it would make such a comeback? Well, as a mother, I would think that you would not want to be drunk at the putt-putt. Uh, Sam is on the Paramount series 68 Whiskey. It has nothing to do with drinking whiskey. Oh. It's it's about a military medical unit in Afghanistan. <laughs> Jeez, Gerald, have a clue. Well, I myself do enjoy an, an occasional glass of wild turkey on the rocks, but this show is about the brave people who serve in the military. Okay, right. okay. Yeah, I point. made a mistake. I'll, I'll have to check it out. So there are no alcoholic beverages consumed on the program? I, I don't know. Well, that that's refreshing to hear as my wife and I continue to be offended by all the boozing and carousing going on on so many shows. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. Well, you know, Prohibition was repealed in 1933, so, you know, it's time to get on board with the new America. Uh, just put Sam through, yeah, please. Very well, here he is. Say hello to actor Sam Keeley. Uh, thanks for coming on our show, man. But thanks for having me, dude. Appreciate yeah. it, man. So you're currently starring in the new Paramount series, 68 Whiskey, which airs on Wednesday nights. As a native of Ireland, it's your first American series. Like, oh, you've done many films prior to this, right? Yeah, I have indeed, yeah. Um, well, I, I've seen all the episodes aired so far. It's a well-produced show, as I would, I would expect, as Ron Howard and Brian Grazer are the executive producers. Now, some have, some have described this, and you probably may not like it, as, as MASH visits Afghanistan. You know, a show that did last 11 seasons, so not a bad role model. How would you describe the show? I mean, yeah, like you say, MASH lasted 11 seasons, so any comparison to that is great for us, you know. Um... Yeah, I mean, you know, the show is, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, they're calling it a dramedy, and I think that's a pretty fitting title, you know, it's, it's funny, but it also has a real heart, and, and the comedy comes from the darkness of situations. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like real life, you know what I mean, it's, you know, when you're sitting around with your, with your buddies talking about something, you know, quite serious, there's always a joke thrown in there, there's always levity, and I think it's a good opportunity to see really well-written flawed characters get themselves into pretty dire situations and get out of them also um so yeah i think people i think people are really going to identify with 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 these characters and and so far the show's been really well received and, and people are loving it so i i'm very grateful well prior to the shooting um did, did you spend any time with military personnel or medical professionals so um prior to shooting i've definitely i've played i've played a u.s soldier before and that certainly helped my situation uh, my mother is an intensive care nurse for 30 years, so I lived with a with a medical professional for quite some time. Um, so yeah, but you know we were very lucky. We have a lot of on-set uh, military advisors that made sure that everything was above, above board and, and and looked good. And um, yeah, we we had former 68 whiskeys who have served overseas that were on set, making sure that we were we looked legit and, and that everything we were doing was was up to scratch. Especially for the the men and women who have served, who who may or may not be watching and and. Uh -huh that they can enjoy you know yeah yeah for sure um well how big of an impact in your life can, can being in a, a hit series have like overnight can, like you can't hit a 7-eleven or a mcdonald's any, or in and out anymore because i uh, i don't know how big what kind of impact has this had on you so far <laughs> so far you know we, we wrapped two weeks ago and um the outpour from people who who were into the show has been deafening and and it's been beautiful and 
you know, a, a, any actor will tell you that to get anybody to watch your show is a joy. So for me, it's amazing. And um, I mean, I haven't experienced any any crazy. You know, I can still go everywhere. I have a very unrecognizable face, <laughs> so I'm sweet. Um, so you know, maybe down the road, maybe down the road, it'll it'll get a little bit more hectic. But right now. It's great, man. I'm, I'm enjoying my life. I'm, I'm very happy to be in the position I'm in. I'm, I'm working hard to, to try and pull off a show that people can enjoy. And, and so far, it's been great. And, and thank you so much to everybody for tuning in and watching it, you know. Right. Well, well, looking back when you were younger and got your acting start in Ireland, was this an obsession for you growing up? Or, or you know, or is it something you, you know, you know, did you intently prepare for it? Or is it something you just kind of like stumbled into? Yeah, no, I, I never wanted to be an actor. Acting wasn't in my family. Acting wasn't even in my town. You know, there's no no actors where I come from. I think I'm the only one. Um, no actors in my family. Um, I wanted to be a musician. Huh. And I was also working kind of odd jobs here and there. I worked in a hardware wholesaler. I worked in a video rental store. I, you know, I worked in um, all these weird jobs. So for me, it was all music. And then my school guidance counselor, uh, when I, I kind of I flunked out of my final year of school, my high school, she, she got a hold of me and she was like, I'm not going to let you do this. you got to do something with your life. And um, she suggested acting <laughs> because there was nothing else I wanted to do. You know, because acting is a stable career, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, um, absolutely. So I was in a drama school um, for about six months and I just I fell in love with it. And I booked the lead role in an Irish feature film when I was 18 and that was it. And I just, that was 10 years ago. And, and um, yeah, so I've not looked back. So I guess if you hadn't gotten into acting, it would be safe to say you would have pursued music? Uh, I would have tried. I, I, I doubt I would have succeeded, but I was definitely going to try, <laughs> you know. What, what kind of mu- music uh, ha- was you know had an influence on you? What, what what type of music were you pursuing? I was a huge '90s grunge fan. Um, yeah, Dream yeah. Trees, Pearl Jam, oh, Nirvana, yeah. Alice in Chains. You know that that was my wheelhouse, and um, that's our area. You know, fan, that's but... Seattle, Washington. That's us. Oh man, one of my favorite towns, dude. You know, I was a huge Seattle fan, and huh? uh, Mud Honey. You know, all those bands are just. That's, I love that stuff, man, and that was my. That was my bread and butter. I had the, you know, the splayed open blue jeans with the thermals underneath and the flannel shirts. I was, I was down that road, and um, and then I bought Jeff Buckley's album Grace. Oh yeah. And that changed my life forever. I think that album um, was a very significant turning point for me. And then that's kind of then the, the type of music that I wanted to make, you know. Um, and that's the road I was on, you know. But I just wasn't, I wasn't very. I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> right. Speaking of that album, I just played it recently. But anyway, I... I... Uh, Spud? What? Well, I, I, too, really remember that grunge rock and roll in the 90s. I also had a couple of flannel shirts myself that I wore around, mostly when I'd have to chop wood on our farm. But, yeah, I enjoyed the uh, the Pearl Jams and Nirvana. Uh, Sam, just a sec. You know... I never would have guessed you were a grunge fan. Yeah. I learned something new about you all the time. Now will you close your freaking pie hole so I can finish this damn interview? Yes, for God's sake, Gerald. You interrupted this interview to say that? Who wasn't a fan of the Seattle sound back then? Even my mother, may God rest her soul, was into Tad and Mud Honey. Mud who? Uh, my aunt will give you your own personal VH1 I Love the 90s episode after the show. Now let me get back to Sam. Okay, I- I'm back. Do it. 
let me let me move on. You know, on this show, we're we're talking about some I had no idea of it until recently. It's it's this this weird thing, uh, the the growing role of influencers in social media. Uh, do companies bug you? I, I know they bug like big stars to wear their stuff at events or say nice things about them. I'm still waiting myself to be asked. But have you ever been? Is that is that a big thing for you? Um, I mean, it certainly it certainly comes up more and more the more you you know you do a show like this and. Um, I have a publicity team now, and they kind of take care of all that stuff for me. But yeah, I mean, there does come uh, brands and, and various stuff like that that you know they want to attach their model to you. Um, but for me, I've, I've been lucky. You know, there's been it's been very, very good stuff, and I'm very grateful for anybody who's reached out. And you know, long may I continue, man. I mean, like, yeah. I'm happy to, to 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 dress up in nice clothes and do all that kind of stuff. That's that's great. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, know? not a bad perk. All right. Well. I, I, you know, you got other projects in the pipeline. Is there anything uh, that we, we can look forward to seeing in the in near future? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a film um, a couple of years ago in Canada called Peace, and uh, it's actually it's a World War Two film, and uh, that's something I'm I'm very proud of. And that I think is going to be coming out within the next six months, um, all across America and Canada. Um, so it's myself and Alexander Ludwig from the show Vikings, oh. um, and it's 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 about uh, these young men in the Second World War in the Italian Alps trying to find their way out um, in 1944. So right at the end of the Second World War, and um, yeah, I mean that that one's going to hit screens pretty soon. So I'm pretty excited about that. And um, yeah, I mean that and kind of uh, I did a short film recently called The Wish, which a nice is a, an Icelandic production. Um, and uh, again, like I'm really proud of that little film, and, and you're going to see that popping up in various different festivals and stuff as well, I'm sure. So, you know, there's a couple of different things coming out that I'm really excited for. All right, all right. I wrote those down. All right, I, I know you. You got to take a meeting or something. So I'm going to let you go. But let me say again, your new series, 68 Whiskey, airs Wednesday nights on the Paramount Network. Thanks a whole bunch for checking in with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. There you have it, Mr. Sam Keeley. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. Uh, Spud, the show's resident psychic, Ted Marr. Yeah, is I can see it. He's, he's on the schedule. Put him through. Yeah, uh, do you want me to do his plug? Well, yeah, that's oh, part okay. of the deal. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Ted Marr can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. Here he is. Please greet our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Thanks for doing this, man. Oh, thank you, Spud. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, so what I wanted to get your take on is when I do pass on, you know, uh, hopefully a long time from now, what is the housing situation in the afterlife? Are are we talking about living in one of those tiny houses or or do we go big, you know, maybe in a castle or a mansion? Because me, I'm hoping for something not too big but still large enough to, like, have parties when I'm dead. I I expect to have a lot of friends because there are, what, trillions of potential best friends out there. So I'd like a big backyard for barbecues and to play croquet and, and lawn darts because they, they still have lawn darts in the afterlife, right? Because who cares about safety? <laughs> well, actually, in, in the afterlife, you create your house. You create your own reality. Oh. So if you want a big house, you can create that literally with your thoughts. Well, not too 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 big because, you know, there's the vacuuming and all the rest of the upkeep and stuff. Uh, but right. So you right. just make it just right then, huh? Yeah, you just you make it just right. And then 
you follow the God, the inner God within you to create whatever reality you want on the other side. And if you carry that one step further, you can also create your own reality here during, during your daily life, and you can make your life heaven on earth if you so choose. Oh, okay. I never thought of that. Um, hey, yeah. do, do you have to pay rent or a mortgage in the afterlife? I know there isn't cash or debit cards, obviously, but there must be some kind of legal tender. What, what's the deal? Uh no, people's needs are just simply taken care of. Um, money and cash itself is a creation in the third dimension here, but not applicable in the higher dimensions. Huh. Well, okay. Well, what's the situation with home entertainment options? I'm pretty sure there's no cable, you know, uh, thank God. But there, there's got to be streaming, right? And what, and what about like Spotify or Pandora? Um, from what I've been told by my friends on the other side, they can actually go, for example, to... Um, uh, a comedy act by Rod Rodney Dangerfield, or uh, or the Beatles, uh, music performance by the Beatles, or Mozart or Beethoven, oh. and actually watch them in spirit playing their actual music or doing their comedy skits. So oh, wow. it's, it's yeah. Well, you know, all I know is I have to have access to tunes because they're essential while living, and so they're super essential in death, as that's forever. I, but I, I just hope you know people don't have to listen to the same you know. 10 or 12 lame songs all the time. So what you're saying is you're going to get live performances up there. That's right. By the spirits themselves. By the actual spirits. It's it's a beautiful, it's really a beautiful life beyond this dimension. Wow. From what I know. Very cool. And you don't have to deal with yeah. Ticketmaster or, or StubHub or anything. That's, that's amazing. All right, well, can, can <laughs> no. one... Can one None ask for a waterbed? I mean, just little, little accoutrements and stuff in, in heaven. The little things make a big difference, in my opinion. I, I've always wanted a waterbed on earth, but my friends and relatives were so judgmental, I never bought one. You know, they, they made it seem uh -huh. like the only reason people wanted a waterbed was for their sex lives. And, and But so what if it, that's true? You know, what do you think? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, as long as it's, it's for the highest and best good, yeah, you can get have a waterbed on the other side. No problem. Super. I just want to try one for like 30 days. But I'm sure I'm not going to be asking for one of those my pillows because they suck. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's good to know I have options. All right. Well, um, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Spud. What? Well, I vehemently disagree with your negative description of a my pillow. You know, my wife and I would never sleep on anything else. They are amazing. Pillows are pillows, no. except for the like those really hard ones at hotels. They're, they're like sleeping on a two-by-four. Well, I know Rachel and I could never get a good night's sleep without our my pillow. You should try one, Spud. It could change your life, too. If a pillow could change my life, then it's not worth living, all right? Anyway, just let me get back to Ted, please. Okay, is there anything else I need to know about, uh, you know, the whole living situation? No utensils, living utensils, like... You know, silverware, that kind of stuff. Well, um, yeah. Let me let me explain this. Um, there's a physicality in the in the fifth dimension, in the higher dimensions of heaven, um, but it's not the same as here. And you don't have a physical body like you do here in the third dimension. You yeah. do have a body, but you don't need to eat physical foods like you do here. Instead, um, you live off energy. And so when people pass on to the other side, it's really good if, um, if you have friends and relatives who can send you lots of love and light, because then you'll, you can feed off that energy. I know from my conversations with spirits on the other side that they really enjoy the love and light sent by their friends and relatives from this side. Ah, 
So, no Funyuns or Slim Jims or, or nothing? Oh, that's kind of a bummer, but anyway, all right. All right, I know yeah, you got to go, yeah. so I'm going to let you go. We'll, you know, we can take this up at another time. There you have it, our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you so much, Spud. This is always a lot of fun. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Hello, people. This is the Spud Goodman Show. We're shotgun kitchen. Doing a sound check. We have a vocal check. Kristen? We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Getting back to what we were discussing, Spud, yeah. you mentioned you might need an agent uh, if you were going to get into being an influencer. You know, I could be your man if you're seriously going to pursue this. Oh, well, the last time you volunteered to be my agent for my radio gig here, you were going to charge me 30%. That would be a crime in some countries. No, my offer was 15% to be your manager and 15% to be your agent. Any successful media figure has both. I felt my rates were quite competitive. That's ridiculous. Yeah, if your other clients were Oprah Winfrey and Howard Stern, you have no experience as an agent or a manager. You should pay Spud to take you on. Yes! You know, I would keep my rate reasonable for you. How does 10% for each job sound? Not, not too bad for someone who's never done either before. Yeah, I may not have ever officially served as an agent or manager, but I'm not going to pay you for that opportunity. Who, who else would well, take you on as a client, Spud? I, I know you've looked around over the years, and no one would take you on. You have a minus 40 Q score. You know that, that system they use to score the popularity of celebrities? That's a pretty horrible score. Think this is funny? <laughs> is this a joke to you? Well, you know, those are like credit scores. They change all the time. Yeah. It, it, if you took mine today, I bet, I bet the score would be way better. Maybe even on the plus side. But... Probably not. You don't know that. And another thing I read about being one of those influencers is a few companies have over 1,000 celebrity influencers. That's a lot of... <laughs> That's a lot of damn celebrities. I have to be as popular as whoever's like 997 or 998 on their list. I, I know I can't compete with Justin Bieber. They want to shut of your mind talking about Justin Bieber! You know, or Selena Gomez. You know, I, I'm an old dude, but but there are people over 25 that need to be influenced too. I, I myself have been heavily influenced by Ed Asner and Betty White. Well, I think you'd have a better chance of trying to influence the influencers. You huh? do well. You do speak with famous people on the show. Yeah. Maybe you could figure out a way to influence them in your interviews. Ooh, man, that's a great idea. Influencing an influencer is is a way easier angle to go about this. It is you know then I wouldn't have to be popular myself. I just need to, to keep my talk show host gig and, and and use my guests as useful tools. Would there right. be ethical yeah. um, issues in trying to co-opt guests without their knowledge or approval? 
Shut up. No, I mean, all, all I would do is ask them if, if they like or use a certain product in my interview, and, and when they say they love that product, I get a royalty or a piece of the action later. Yeah, okay, but what if they say the product you're pushing is less than desirable? Do you get into an argument trying to get them to change their mind? Um, it, it might get a little ugly. What's with you, Johan? Uh-oh, I didn't think that suggestion through before bringing it up. Maybe you can just forget what I said. It's for the best, No, bud. no, no, I, I still like the idea. Oh, no. I just have to pick the right celebrity guests for the right product. You know, for instance, maybe bring up my need to lose a few pounds if we ever have Marie Osmond on, or, or, or drop the word credit card, you know, if we book Jennifer Garner, and, and then, you know, subtly ease into to the benefits of Capital One. This can be done with some strategic planning. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. Spud, you know how supportive I am of you and your career dreams, but I don't think you should implicate others in your influence. Well, and again, I would like to retract my suggestion. No, no, I, I will not allow you to retract the suggestion, Aunt Dorothy. It Darn. will remain on the table. And now, Mr. Temporary Co-host, uh, just zip it because it's time for our musical guest interview, okay? Temporary permanent co-host. Well, whatever. I, I, know, I know this is your favorite. Yeah. Well, please say hello to our musical guest, the Scoffs. Gentlemen, please identify yourselves and the instrument you are now attached to. I'm Nuck. I sing and I play guitar. I'm Nate and I play the bass. It is Gabby. I play the guitar. Super. Well, you guys play, you know, kind of sort of old school punk rock. Uh, I love that stuff. And I'm guessing you've done so for many years, correct? Yeah, too many. <laughs> <laughs> Throw out a number. Ah, oh, shoot. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's say 93, I was a kid being snuck into bars and playing there as a teenager. Ah, all right. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys don't use a lot of fancy sound gear when you play. I cannot detect much auto-tune on your stuff. Is it there? I just don't know it because I'm kind of going deaf. I had it implanted. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. That's that's off the record. Um, so, so I'm guessing you guys have had a, a few particular bands that influenced you way back and still do to this day. Can you toss out a couple? Uh, Generation X. How about Clash? Clash, yeah. Chelsea, um, The also, Boys, yeah. Blitz, yeah. 999. Yeah. All right. You're going through some good ones. All right. <laughs> well, all right, let me hit you with this. Um are there some times in life, you know, I know the kind of music that you enjoy and you, and you play, but maybe on a day when you're a little down, possibly driving to or from work, or I don't know, and you just decide to, to flip on a Celine Dion or, or Josh Groban tune, you know, just to get your emotionals, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know, like stabilized and back on track, your emotions, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Groban does something to my emotions. Rough That's right. I've seen Rough doing that and heard it. <laughs> you can never discount... Carmina Barana, too, just to get you started for the day. Yeah, I, I often play a Mariah Carey or Michael Bolton song when I'm paying the bills online. It's kind of like an audio uh, dose of Narcan. Uh, you know, it's, it just it snaps me back to reality. But, okay, well, what's the name of the next song, and, and what's it about? This one's called Talk is Cheap, and it's about talking too much. Uh, I, I, I won't take that, personally. Okay, let's do it. Nothing to say, but you shouldn't knock your mouth about me anyway. Keep the laughs coming 
Hey, what's up, comedy fans? This is Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster. For some unknown reason, you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh, Spud, your next guest is waiting to speak with you. I, I believe her name is... Her, her name is... Man, uh, you have so little to do on this show, and you can't even pronounce the name of a guest? Well, Keiko Agena is our next guest, okay? Keiko Most of her will remember her from the Gilmore Girls, but she's been on a ton of other shows over the years, too. I was a big fan of the Gilmore Girls, and I also enjoyed Keiko on 13 Reasons on Netflix. She is a very versatile actress. Yeah, yeah, and she has a show now on Fox, Prodigal Son. It's pretty popular, I guess. I think so. You know, if I had time to practice pronouncing her name, I would have been able to fulfill my duties. Then that's important. I just got the show schedule. Yeah, I know. We still can't trust you with classified show information as you're a security risk with my intellectual properties. <laughs> Loose lips sink ships, man. I can keep a secret. Tell me one. I'll show you that I can keep my mouth shut. If you know how I feel, why would you say that? Okay, well, let me think of one. Uh, just put Keiko through. Here she is. Welcome, actress Keiko Agena, uh, to the show. Thanks for checking in with us. Oh, thank you, Spud. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so you currently co-star in the Fox series Prodigal Son, airing Mondays at 9, 8 Central, correct? Yes. All right. Yes, I do. I got that right. All right. So on the, sh <laughs> yeah, on the show, you we're play... On the, we're on a good path already, Spud. Yep. Well, on the show, you play the character Adrisa Tanaka, an NYPD medical examiner. Be before getting the role, did, did you have a prior interest in examining cadavers in your spare time away from showbiz, like maybe human taxidermy? <laughs> you know... Come to think of it, I have not. That did that didn't cross my path. Um, but uh, you know, I find I did find her interesting right off the bat because she is an obsessive person, and so maybe that I have in common with her. Yeah. Maybe that a little bit. All right. Well, on the show, your character has a, a crush on the lead character, Malcolm, played by Tom Payne, formerly Jesus on The Walking Dead. Will this be a Jim and Pam deal from The Office where it'll take many seasons before the relationship is consummated? Um, I would love... Could you call the producers up, Bud? Uh, I could. That because um, I love that idea, and I would not mind that at all. I mean, that is... Um, that's a classic, lovely, awesome slow burn, and I could only wish for something as good. I mean, Jim and Pam, that's classic. Yeah, it also keeps you, like, locked into the show for, like, I don't know, seven, eight years? That's just a, just a thought, career-wise. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is a, that's not a bad payday, too. Yeah. Well, you know, we had Bellamy Young on our show recently, and I asked her if it was weird playing Tom Payne's mother, not being that much older than him, but you <laughs> really had a challenge with your first major role on The Gilmore Girls, playing a 16-year-old when you were 28. It must be cool to be timeless at work. You can be any age, right? Well, that's what I keep telling people, and as long as people keep buying it, I'm going to keep selling it. I mean, uh... You know, I would, that was such a pleasure to, to do, and thank goodness that it, you know, for, for the most part, people bought it. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah uh, just curious, did you hang out with, like, any, uh, like, 
teens uh, before taking that role on? Because I, I, I would think by then you might have forgotten the basics of what it was like. I know you would think, but uh, those years never quite go away. It's always easier to play younger than older because all of that, all of those first crushes, all of that feeling um, lonely or feeling like you can't quite, you know, speak your truth yet. All of those things you you, it, you know you can remember and feel universal. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Um, well, well, speaking <laughs> of that show, you did seven seasons on the Good yeah. More Girls, overseen, of course, by showrunner yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino, uh, the amazing, amazing woman. Uh, though originally the ratings weren't that great, at, you know, later in syndication, it became like a monster hit and led, you know, led to the Netflix miniseries. Um, so, right. uh, are the girls done, or will they make another comeback? Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, who knows? I didn't even know that or think that we would be able to do the revival. I was surprised by that. So I never say never now. I mean, you know, everyone on that show is so talented. And, you know, Amy and Dan are brilliant, as they're proving right now with Maisel, which is a, which yes. is a stellar show. Yes. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, well, I, I hope you hit up Amy for a, an appearance on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I know when that because Liza was on. She, I mean, that's great. Yeah, well, I just, know. Yeah, just I, I'll call Amy right after this. Absolutely, at least text her. All right. Um, well, you right. know, you have made your comedy cred with an impressive resume as a former member of the Upright Citizens Brigade and also having worked with the Groundlings. Do you find these skills come in handy with the dramatic material you undertake, or do, do you have to like muzzle the urge to pull out some physical shtick at an intense moment in a show or movie? Oh, you know, that's a really good question. I think the fun thing about comedy uh, is that if, if it's good, I think it's really based in some truth. So I think that the the feelings and the um, desires for comedy and drama are exactly the same, in my opinion. Right. It's just that comedy goes a little further and the stakes are a little higher. So I don't... Um, I, I think it's actually rooted in the same place. So I don't, uh, it's not so much of a temptation to um, to not be full on. I think it's just more of what's appropriate in that, in that, in that moment. All right. All right. Say, say Spud, you know, what? my training as a stand-up comic has greatly impacted my role as a co-host here on the show. I may not have to perform dramatic material, but I do have to bring a bit of gravitas to what we're discussing. Uh, excuse me for a moment, Keiko. What? Yeah. You bring gravitas to this show? I had no idea. Aunt Dorothy, were you aware of this? No, I had no idea. And as an open mic stand-up who gets a gig, what, once every few months, I don't think you actually have comedy cred. Oh, my comedy skills from doing those open mic nights have had a big impact on my career. I've learned valuable things. Uh, oh, like to know what's not funny and to remain silent so you don't ruin the show? Now let me get back to Keiko, okay? All right, sorry about that, but I have returned. Okay. Well, you know, on the show, we're talking about those darn influencers, people who get paid to do what they normally do, but for some reason... And they influence people while they're doing it. Have you ever met an influencer? Oh, have I ever met an... I'm sure I have. I don't know... Um, 
that I have out in the world, but I haven't. Uh, They're out there. Approached by, uh, by by them in any way. Yeah, I, 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 we're we're trying to figure out the whole thing. It's it's just it kind of blows our mind. But anyway, all right. Um, <laughs> well, you you've been in some very popular streaming series like like Thirteen Reasons on Netflix and the first, uh, which was a great show on Hulu. Um, and also, oh, you know, like, you. yeah, absolutely. And then on Better Call Saul on AMC. So you have, what I'm getting at here is you have pretty good taste in acting gigs. I didn't see any appearances oh, on your you. IMDb for like a guest starring role on Blue Bloods or Walker, Texas Ranger. So you, you, uh, so you basically, uh, make, make pretty good decisions. Oh, wait, I think, well, uh, well, here's what I'll say. I'll say those shows, I'm glad that they were, they chose, uh, me so maybe maybe they are the ones that are making good decisions maybe i'll just spin it that way well all right that's very very modest of you okay well let me close with this um I can sense that you you may harbor like higher career aspirations. Everybody probably everybody in the business does. Is there something you have like your like a, your must do list, like a dream project? Is there anything at this point? I would love to. It's funny speaking about uh, Maisel. Uh, I have a, a celebrity crush on Tony Shalhoub. Oh yeah. If there's man. any way or any. Uh, reason to work with him. Monk was such a great show. I still have a soft spot in my heart for that show. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and Stanley Tucci, who was also did a guest part guest spot on that show. I would love to work with the two of them in some project at the same time. Would be a dream. Didn't you do a Monk podcast? Uh, some sort of. Uh... I did. Yes. All right. All right. You got a thing for that show. Time. Yeah. All right. I do. Okay. That's no joke. All right. Well, yeah. I know you, you got a scoot. So let me say again, your Fox series, Prodigal Son, airs Monday nights at night, 8 Central. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. But yes, everybody watch on Monday. It's going to be a great episode. Um, and Idrisa gets to do a lot in it that she doesn't normally do. So I'm stoked. Super. There, well, there you have it. Ms. Keiko Agena. Spud goodness to a new low. Spud good to a new low. Spud new low. My, how time flies. Say, uh, Spud. They're telling me we have a caller on the line who wants to join in on our conversation about being an influencer. Do you want to take it? Well, it depends. Is it somebody who agrees with me? You know, I don't have anything in common with your favorite president, Donald Trump, but I do understand why he only wants to hear from people who agree with everything he says or does. And it only makes common sense. I mean, it's really a drag when people say... You don't know what you're talking about. It hurts. Oh, something you have experience with, Spud. Oh, yeah. So what's one more person piping in with their opinion? This is a talk show, you know. Yeah, I'll tell Chance to put it through. Yeah. All right, fine. Call, are you there? Yeah. I've been on hold for a long time, starting to wonder if this is worth it. Yeah. Well, of course it is, Caller. Hey, listen, you're now on the air. Your voice is going out to the world. It's a high honor and an extreme privilege for you. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. Privilege? Well, I mean, 
Oh, anyway, Caller, they said you have something to say about me being one of those influencers. But but if you don't have something nice to say about me, just just keep it to yourself. Yes. It's not that I'm trying to slam you, Spud. But what makes you think you can influence anybody? I, I um, would think the first thing necessary for this is having the respect of others. I, I mean, who actually respects you? You are basically a small-time talk show host. Look, alternative facts are not facts. Well, listen, first of all, size isn't everything. As I've said many times, both on this show and in my private life, that's a totally subjective call. And secondly, a number of people respect me. I have been on the air for many, many years. That counts for something. I know that, dude. <laughs> people like to watch natural disasters on the, on the Discovery Channel, too. Yeah? Doesn't mean they respect a hurricane or a tsunami. Uh, that caller does have a point. If having respect of others is a must for influencers, then you might have to rethink this. You are my nephew, and I have to be honest with you. Uh, you know, maybe we could team up with this influencing thing, Spud. I know I do command respect from others. You and I together could be a winning ticket. I don't think so. Mm, I don't see that myself. Both of you together still add up to nothing to write home about. Pretty ho-hum. Where's the sizzle? The pizzazz? Oh, I have plenty of pizzazz, caller. <laughs> who, who are you to judge me on the pizzazz factor? What, what level of pizzazz do you have? Uh, t to me, you're a really boring caller. Not much more interesting than a dial tone. Um, um, you suck! Yeah, Spud, no need to insult our callers. They're an important part, a part of building a fan base. Our executive producer discussed that with us in this last week's staff meeting. Would it be that tough to find a caller that agreed with, with me or is supportive of what I'm saying on the show? Well, a, a constant diet of haters is having an impact on my self-concept. Everything bad that can happen to a person has happened to me. I'm surprised. As I said earlier, you have heard this kind of negativity from others your whole life. What's with this snowflake, Spud? Well, Man up, for God's sake. Well, just sometimes it gets overwhelming, Aunt Dorothy. T today I just needed to hear someone say something nice about me. Oh Is that my. so wrong? Oh. Hello? I'm still on the line. You know, I'm your biggest fan, Spud. But yeah, but you're paid to say nice things about me. What else is a, a co-host going to say? Well, tell you what. I'll make sure the next time we put a caller on, they won't say hateful things about you. Hell will freeze over. I don't hate anyone. I'm just saying that to be an influencer, people have to look up to them. Spud, I'm sure deep down you're not that bad of a person. Sometimes judging people from their personas on TV and radio is not that accurate. Oh, you pretty much have Spud pegged correctly. He can be downright nasty to others, yeah, well. but he does treat animals really well. Right? And deep, deep down in his heart, I know he is a fairly decent person. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. Well, thank you, Aunt Dorothy. Okay. <laughs> So maybe in some way I've helped you out here. Getting you to realize how stupid it is thinking you could be one of those influencers. Well. Spud. Yeah. Accepting our limitations is important. So well, we don't I, embarrass ourselves. I, I'm not giving up on being an influencer, as it's just too darn easy of a way to make some extra cash. And, and why can't I give it a try? Let's be real here. I mean, 
Maybe I can push those Magnum condoms or, or possibly hand sanitizer. You know, stuff I use in my everyday life. That's so hot. It would be organic influencing. I've read that people respect that. Oh, yeah. I would rather not comment on what products you endorse. Those are just a couple examples. You know, if we team up, I could stand behind Metamucil, Tums, and, uh, oh, Head & Shoulder Shampoo, for sure. Yeah, you might want to use a bit more of that uh, dandruff shampoo, whatever oh. brand you're using. Really? I'm just saying. And, and there's no way I would do a co-influencer thing. That would mean giving you like 10 or 15% of the money coming in. Not going to happen. Yeah. Or 50%. It, it would only be fair. What are you objectifying on? I think I'm going to hang up now. I, I think I made my point here. You guys can argue about this. I have laundry to fold. Uh, you know, that dude had a lot of attitude. Not well. just a little, a lot. Um, maybe he needs to hop on one of those Peloton exercise bikes for a few hours and burn off some of that negative energy. And I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. You know, he was very dismissive of your dreams, but totally uncalled for, you deserve better. Well, he said you lack sizzle and pizzazz, too. Well, Don't forget that. He just didn't trash me. Uh, but don't get me sidetracked here, because I have to wrap up the show now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here are the scoffs. I used to blame society.
The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Engineered by Trevor Jastad and recorded at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Associate producer, TJ Pike. Video director, Wyatt Young. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2020 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Let me say something that may not be great politics. And that is that the American people are sick and tired of hearing about the Spud Goodman Show.